Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And water makes you dumber. <laughs> he says as he opens up like a huge container of water. It's back from last week. <sighs> the and- container of water. What do you mean water makes you dumber? Is that even a spoiler or is that just a fact? Oh, well, yeah, it's debatably whether it's a fact or not, but it is a spoiler. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show. You're going to have to explain that as we go along because I don't understand that reference at all. It's from the movie. It's a gag from the movie. Can you please explain what we do on this show? Yeah. So here at this show, we look at upcoming blockbusters. Mm -hmm. We look at the trailer for for these blockbusters and we look at the promotional material and we break it all down and we try to guess what's going to happen in the actual movie. Mm -hmm. When the movie comes out, we sit down, we watch it and we see how close or how far we were from calling the plot of the movie. And this is a movie that we definitely saw in cinemas as well. We saw it like the week it came out. We did. We were super excited for this one. If you listen back to that original episode, you, we were so hyped for this movie. Of course, we're talking about Godzilla versus Kong. You know, why wouldn't we be? It's so topical at the moment. Have you noticed there hasn't been another one? No, it hasn't. This movie wasn't unsuccessful, but there just hasn't been another one. I guess they're like, we don't have any more ideas. We've run out of ideas. We peaked with Godzilla vs. Well, yeah, Kong. Yeah, but once you do Godzilla vs. Kong, what else do you do after that? That's a good point. Unless let's, you do it again. Yes. Let's get back into it. Well, they've been doing it successfully in Japan since the 60s. Well, since the 50s, actually. So, why can't they do it again here? But I guess money talks, really. But uh, before we get into that, if you want to put one of our previous movie predictions to the test, you currently can. Because in cinemas right now, you can walk out and see it today, is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. A movie that we uh, had pretty strong ideas on where we thought the plot would go. Yeah, we did. I, I don't know how confident I was with those ideas, but... I think, yeah, I would say I'm about 80% confident with that one, but uh, the proof is in the pudding. Let's go see the movie after this and see uh, how close we were. This is the movie that's going to kickstart another Marvel renaissance Phase five of the MCU is officially starting with this movie. Let's uh, let's start fresh. Let's have a new villain. Let's actually have a direction for a change. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. But anyway, we're going into Godzilla vs. Kong and how well we did with predicting that one. Now, I think it's important to point out at the top of the show, that this isn't necessarily a review of Godzilla vs. Kong, so you're going to be lost if you haven't seen the movie, and if you haven't listened to our original Godzilla vs. Kong episode as well. So, so I would strongly recommend at least going back and listening to our original episode first, and on top of that, seeing the movie as well before proceeding any further with this episode, because we're just going to refer to what we said about the movie rather than what actually happened in the movie. Are we very clear on that point? I think so. All right, so let's get into it. Godzilla vs. Kong, Matty D, we were there... Opening weekend with uh, popcorn on our lap, watching the movie. How much do you reckon the movie made in the worldwide box office? How much was the budget for this The budget was between $155 to $200 million. We're talking massive budget movie here. It's a big budget. Because typically we talk about $30, $40 million movies. But yeah, this is a $200 million movie. So they have to make that money back. And mind you, the movie came out during COVID as well. Mm. So, oh yeah. boy, oh boy, but how it, much to it make. did come out in cinemas, which would have yes. made some kind of difference to it. During COVID. Oh, man. 300 mil? 300 million is a very good guess, I would say. But you're not close because it made $470.1 million, oh, okay. meaning the movie was a massive success. Nice. It was more successful than Godzilla King of the Monsters. So, Godzilla King of the Monsters didn't make that much money. I think it made like a hundred and something million dollars back in 2019. Uh, they couldn't work out why it lost so much money, I guess, because they figured, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares if Godzilla's fighting Ghidorah again? 
Who cares if you, if Mothra's there? Again, <laughs> we've seen this before for decades. I don't know. I don't know why it was a failure, but, you know, you throw King Kong in the mix and everyone's just like, fuck, I want to see that movie. Well, it's weird, isn't it? Because a lot of those characters were new for an audience. Like, some audiences never yeah. saw Mothra or You'd Ghidorah never seen or- King Ghidorah or Mothra or Rodan yourself, right? Yeah, so maybe- Before that point. Ma- but maybe that hurt it because people were like, who are these monsters? Why do yeah. I care? Where's King Kong? Exactly. But the trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong was badass, if you remember, because, like, right at the yeah. start, you've got, like, a shot of uh, Godzilla and Kong fighting on, like, a uh, a barge in the middle of the ocean, and Kong just, like, right hooks Godzilla to the face. And you and I, I think we saw the trailer as well <laughs> for the first time <laughs> yes, in cinemas, did. and we just looked at each other and were like, fuck, let's watch yeah. that movie. Yeah. And by the way, that scene was awesome. That yeah. whole, like, barge scene was great. I think any time that the monsters are fighting is awesome, to be honest. To be perfectly honest. And then everything else... That was the we'll high point it. of the movie. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. So, before we get into it, Matty D, we originally teamed up to do the original prediction together. Yes. All the way back in, when was it, 2021, when we originally talked yes, about yes, was, um, yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Can you explain, like, how our point system worked? How we're going to, like, rate how well we did in predicting the movie. Yeah, sure. Because we did this plot together, what we've done is we've separated the workload. I'm covering what we're doing right. Kieran's covering what we got wrong and it's going to be a point each thing. And we're going to match those up and see, you know, on a scale how... If we, if we did mostly good or if we did mostly bad. Yeah, if this was right. a success or if this was a failure. Of, so, we're a creating prediction. a ratio. So, it's like a, a real balance of right versus wrong. And then, depending on where the bigger number is, we'll really work out whether, you know, we're leaning more, as you said, towards right or wrong. So, let's get straight into it. So, you covered what we got right. We like to get the good news out of the way first. Let's get straight into it. So, this is an interesting one for us because... A lot of the points that we get, we got before we actually started talking about the yes. actual plot. Now, this episode was kind oh, of Oh, man, weird. it was so difficult listening back to it Be- to actually rank it. Because we talk so much about, you know, the, the world of the, the world movie, yeah. and it, just things about the casting of the characters, what we thought certain characters were going to do and what they were going to get up to. And then we just change our mind on a whim. Yes. And then I think uh, like halfway through the the actual episode, we actually start talking about what we think is going to be in the plot, yeah. which was like the tail end. So a lot of what well, we- here's the thing about the movie, though. The plot doesn't matter. No, you're absolutely so right. In any of these Godzilla or even King Kong movies, the plot doesn't matter. It's all about the spectacle. So we were really focusing on like the important details before we got into like the blow by blow. Yes, that is true. So without further ado, here's what we got right. So firstly, we accurately said that this would be about Kong finding his homeland. Yep. And after great discussion, we decided that wasn't going to be Skull Island. Yeah, we originally thought he was returning. We, we, well, actually, we said that he was on Skull Island, was going somewhere else. And then we're like, no, he's going to go to Skull Island. And then we changed it back like, that doesn't make sense because we already know he's from Skull yes. Island. Now, we didn't predict that he was going to go to, I think it's called the Hollow World, the, the Hollow Earth, upside yeah. down land, the place there yeah. that gravity kind of mixes. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. We didn't predict that, but we, we predict- thought it'd be another island. We, yes, well, we. But I mean, it, it- we were really grounding our plot in reality, <laughs> which the movie d- did not do at all. No, but we did. We did predict that they were going to be sending or Kong was going to be trying to get back to his homeland, right. which is correct. So I give us a point for that. Now we said that Kong would play the hero for the most part, and that's I right. say that's correct. I give us a point for that. Yep. We said that Kong would be the good guy and Godzilla would play the bad guy, but it would be because he there was a misunderstanding or he was being manipulated by the actual An outside bad force, guys. yeah. An outside force, that's right. And eventually they would join forces to fight a greater evil. So I give yep. us a whole bunch of points for that because that's what Wow, we're going real high level here. <laughs> that is the plot in a nutshell. It is. It is. We accurately called that... Mecha Godzilla would be in this movie. Yep. One point. Wow, spoiling it straight away. 
Yes. You should already know this from our original episode and from the movie. Which I think is cool for us because there wasn't a lot of indication. There was, there was no information at all. There was rumors, but it was never confirmed. I think you saw some red eyes in the trailer. That's right. Briefly. Yeah. I was kind of of the opinion that they wouldn't pull this trigger. I thought, oh, it's going to be a robot. It won't be Mechagodzilla. But it's Mechagodzilla- a Godzilla movie. Why wouldn't it be Mechagodzilla? That was my argument. And it turns out I was right. And you were, yeah. So that, that gave us points there. I don't know. I just I didn't think they would do it. I didn't think they'd have the. Yeah, balls I know. To do Listening it. to that original episode, you were like, "Oh, it's not going to happen, man. It's I've not going to happen." I've been burned so many times because we we're both like, "If Mechagodzilla's in this movie, that'll be awesome." But then we're like, "Like, I was like, oh, but they're not that cool." Yeah. <laughs> not- I was wrong. They did it. I was wrong. But that's what we decided. So we're at. Yeah. We said that the little girl whose name was um, Gia. Gia. That she was going to be a lone survivor of a tribe that was native to Skull Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eileen and Kong would have rescued her separately in their own ways and have a yep. bond with her. So we're right there. I mean, that was in That's the right. that was in the casting information, but we're correct. We were accurate about Gia's relationship with King Kong. We said that they would have a deep connection. We would say mm-hmm. it almost borderlines on spirituality, yeah. but they don't go that far. But she can she can actually communicate with him. So we're right there. Yeah. We were correct that uh, Mia Simmons was going to be the bad guy. Now, Maya she- Simmons. Maya, sorry, Maya yeah. Simmons. Now she, Madam M. Madam M. Yeah, she wasn't the big bad guy. No, but she was working with a shady organization. She with- is the big bad guy's daughter. She is. Yeah, yeah. So she she did have evil motives. She did work for the organization. So I give us a point for that. We never we didn't predict that her father was going to be a player. We didn't discuss him at all. No, we did not. But. We're right with uh, we're right with Mia Maya Maya yeah <laughs> Madam M just call her Madam M Madam M we're right with Madam M we're right that Josh would play a joking antagonistic relationship with Millie Millie Bobby Brown's character oh Josh Valentine for a second I was like who the hell are you talking about but yeah Josh Valentine yeah <laughs> so there's a point for that we thought that Mark oh here's this is great we thought that the character of Mark would be pushed Mark away Russell. to the side yes and not focused on at all thank goodness. That's right. Because <laughs> we hated him in the original movie. Well, not the original movie, in uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. We thought he was like the worst actor in the movie. Yes. So thank goodness they sidelined him in this one. <laughs> yeah, he was just like a face in a crowd. They didn't give him any dialogue. Yeah, that's right. He really got demoted in this movie. Yes. <laughs> he went from main character to just being background extra. <laughs> yep. We said that Mechagodzilla would be the main bad guy. I say that's right. Yep. We said that Nathan would come across Kong for the first time and Eileen would have lived on Skull Island and worked with Kong and studied Kong and explained things about Kong to him. Yep. Two sets of points there for us. We called the fight scene on the boat and barge. Yeah. Pretty, pretty accurately, I thought. I mean, it was that in was the trailer. That was most of the trailer, though, yeah. We, we were correct. We said that Godzilla would intercept the boat and start a fight scene. That is correct. We said that they would fight in Hong Kong. I believe they did, right? Yeah, was it of Hong Kong? they did, yeah. Yep, so that's a point. They uh, talk about it so many times in the movie. <laughs> we predicted that Apex... Now, Apex is the, the shady organization. That, yeah. that is our lead bad guys. We said that Apex would be the bad guys and they'd be working with cybernetics. This is mm-hmm. correct. Madam M would be paying for Kong's transport. And yeah, she, she is. Yeah, She's, she is. She's overseeing the whole the, project. The, organi- the, the reason that they come into the fold is because they want to transport Kong to the Hollow Land because they're- The Hollow Land. Tra- the Hollow World. Earth. They're trying to they're trying to get a resource there. That's one thing we didn't guess. But they're That's trying right. to get a resource, but I'll go into she, it. She is she's paying for it. Uh, we predicted that Apex were causing Godzilla to act erratically. Yes, they, they are. are. Yep. Um, they're doing it through 
science. <laughs> yeah, they're doing it through... Yeah, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit more later because sure. that is an element we got wrong. Sure. They're not using the orca as we originally predicted. No, the orca's not in it. They've recreated uh, King Ghidorah's brainwaves, essentially, in order to control Mechagodzilla. Gosh, this was convoluted. It was it convoluted. Did, I, this didn't need to be in the movie I at all. I feel like you're going to talk about it later. But so yeah, I'll, that's the whole reason that Godzilla was going berserk because of King Ghidorah's brainwaves mm. rather than the orca. <laughs> Silly. It's Only silly. in a Godzilla movie. Yes. Uh, we were correct that they were manipulating this situation to create their own... T- this is very loose, by the way. Yes. Because we had this idea that um, they were trying to create their own titan, like an all-powerful titan. Which they are. Yes. Which is Mechagodzilla. Uh, so they can defeat other monsters. And so they're pitting these two, uh, Godzilla yeah. and Kong, uh, together. It's very loose, but we're, we're right. They're trying to create their Godzilla own Godzilla is more of like a pothole on the way to creating Mechagodzilla rather than like an actual rival. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, he is Kong's rival, but yeah. in the movie, it's not like Apex is actively trying to get Godzilla to attack Kong. That's just happening, and they just need Kong to be able to get the, the power resource to power Mechagodzilla yeah. again. Very convoluted. Didn't need to be in the movie, but yeah, we'll get into it. Yes, yes, yes. But they are creating a Titan, so I say that's something yes. we got right. We said that Josh, Maddie, and Bernie would discover Apex. They do, mm-hmm. and- Part of the story is Maddie and Josh have to track Bernie down. They do. Two sets of points mm-hmm. there. We said that Kong would find his handprint uh, from his ancestor and find an yep. ancient axe. This is correct. We said the axe can be used uh, to shield against Godzilla's blast, which yep. it is. It sort of soaks it up. That's right. We said that it absorbs Godzilla's nuclear blast and can be used against him, which was exactly which is exactly right. the case. Yes. We correctly said that Kong and Godzilla's species used to fight each other. Back in the olden Back days. in the olden days. Their ancestors yeah. fought each other. So that's true. That was, that was a big thing in the plot. We were correct in the motivation of our heroes. Our heroes uh, thought that Godzilla and Kong were like a force of nature and you can't interfere with them, which is what Apex was doing. So I yeah. said that's right. And we said that Apex wanted to have military control over all the monsters and that's why Mechagodzilla was made. So that's a point there. Yeah. We were on the right track where we speculated that uh, Ghidorah's skull would be used for nefarious reasons. Yes, we yes. sort of speculated that it was going to be- Again, that was something you were really against. <laughs> yes. Well, it's there. We thought that might be a post-credit scene and whatnot, but we did yeah. mention it, so I think it's worth yes, a point. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Now, that was all that was in the discussion for, you know, just the- That was the preamble. <laughs> that was the preamble. That was <laughs> yeah. all the points of the preamble. Here's where we start talking about the plot. Wow. Yes. So we basically had the plot just in the preamble. <laughs> I know this is just this is just our spitballing us talking about characters, and we mentioned yeah. all of that before even talking about the plot. Now we said that Gia's backstory would be not seen but be told. That's correct. correct. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a flashback. It was not. We said that yeah, I was a- really strongly against that, which again worked uh, worked in our favor. <laughs> That's- you were really on the money with this Yeah, with this which we, we called right at the start of the episode because you you said, like, I have no idea. I'm just going to hitch to your wagon. <laughs> and that was the right call. Yes. When, this is funny. We said Apex would be working outside of Monarch. They are because Monarch is not mentioned. Yeah. Which, <laughs> Monarch is not a factor in this movie at all. Being so important in all the other movies, they're just like, ah, fuck Monarch. We can do a movie without <laughs> We said that Apex wants to prove that the world needs Mechagodzilla by putting two titans together. I sort of mentioned that. Sort yeah. of on the right track. I thought enough to give us a point because they are causing destruction for those purposes. So I sort of give us a kind of very generous loose point yeah. there. We said that Kong fights Warbats and skull crawlers. We looked at the promotional well, material. he doesn't fight any skull crawlers. He fights a bat, though. He fights a Warbat, though. So I give us two, a point two for of that. Them. Yeah. So I give us a point for that. Yeah. But we, we, it's actually Mechagodzilla who fights the skull crawlers. You're right. Yeah. The Skullcrawlers appear 
in the Hollow Land. No, they don't. No. Don't they? No, they're in Hong Kong underground where Mechagodzilla is. Okay. Right. I thought they were the crawling things. Well, they are crawling things, but they just don't. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's Okay, so there's two monsters that we see in the Hollow Earth. There's the Warbats and then there's the Hellhawks, but we don't see any Skullcrawlers because okay. they're unique to Skull Island. All right. So, they're teleporting, not teleporting, they're transporting Skullcrawlers for Mechagodzilla to practice against for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. We said that Kong would be passed out on the boat and we wouldn't see how they got him on the boat. Because we never do. Which is the case. Absolutely the case. Just, I love how you joked about them transporting him through. With a helicopter. Heli- and they did it <laughs> they in the movie. They're like, they always do this. It's always hilarious. And, yeah. I, and I couldn't believe that they actually did it yes. in the movie. <laughs> yeah, they did it on purpose because, yeah, they used a lot of imagery from the original movie mm-hmm. on purpose. I, I mean, the original King Kong versus Godzilla movie. Yeah. Now, we said that Maddie and Josh steal a van to investigate what's happening with Godzilla. Yep. That's true. They do steal the van. We said that they would use, as in our good guys, would use a bomb to um, protect Kong against Godzilla and scare Godzilla away. We this said happens- death charges. Yep. We said that, ha- that, well, that happens in the water, so that, yep. is the- that is exactly the case. We said that Mechagodzilla would fight Kong one-on-one. That is true. Mm-hmm. We said that Maddie and Josh destroys the device that is controlling Mechagodzilla. Josh does yes. because he pours whiskey or brandy on the controls. That's, that's all right. he needed to do. Yeah, that's it. He was trying to get a password, but all he needed to do was put water on it. Crazy. Now we now, said- If Mechagodzilla was actually piloted from inside rather than using Wi-Fi, <laughs> then that wouldn't have been an issue. But apparently, yeah, everything is just done remotely, including the power source. <laughs> they get the power source to Mechagodzilla remotely, somehow. The security risks of this Apex yeah. organization is crazy. Now, we said that uh, Kong and Godzilla would team up to defeat and fight Mechagodzilla. I, I know I said that before, but you know yes. that is that is what happens in the movie. Well, you didn't really go into it, but yeah. I mean, that's what happens at the end. They they come together. We said that Godzilla would use his nuke breath and Kong would chop Mechagodzilla's head off with his axe. That's exactly what happened. Called the final defeat of yes. Mechagodzilla. Exactly. So that's two sets of points there. We said that they would part ways. Godzilla would go to the, to the water and Kong would return to Skull Island. He does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he goes to the Hollow Earth. I thought he goes back to... No, no, he goes to Hollow Earth rather than Skull Island. Well, we're right with Godzilla going back <laughs> into the water. Well, thought- Kong does return home, yeah, technically well, I, I, speaking. I, I, well, I think we even just said home, but... Yeah, um, that's right. We did say Skull well, Island, which is wrong. Yeah, I thought I thought he returned to Skull... No, because they had the dome in Skull Island, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, weirdly enough, about Skull Island, if you notice, like, Skull Island is in this huge storm... And it's basically like surrounded by waves. If you notice, like the dome is on yes. you know, where Skull Island was, but Skull Island itself is the real Skull Island, not fake Skull Island where Kong lives. The real Skull Island is like enveloped by water and there's a huge storm. That's actually a reference to the sequel to King Kong, mm-hmm. the son of Kong. And I thought that was such an obscure reference because that movie ends with Skull Island being absorbed by a storm and sinking. Oh. And so they've actually carried over continuity from that, which is so weird because it's not in the same universe. But yeah, the director was just like, oh, I had to reference Son of Kong. Why? Nobody's seen that movie <laughs> except me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just for you. Yeah, it was just for me. Just for I'm you. the only audience member who understood that reference. So. <laughs> um, so that's everything that I can see that we got right. One question I have because I listened to our prediction and I couldn't remember if this happens or not. I'm, I'm having memories. Have you, do you ever have those moments where you remember ha- things happening both ways? Does yeah. Madam M die? Yes, she does. 
then that is something we got right. Yeah, we said that she would be killed by Godzilla and Kong inside Mechagodzilla. We thought she'd be like up there with the steering wheel. She dies wheel. in a plane, doesn't she? She's in like a hovercraft. Yes. Like a magical futuristic hovercraft. Kong grabs her and crushes it in, yes. his, in his hand and because she shot at him. Because I remember she was in a plane and that might have been how she died. So we said that she was going to die, so that's another thing we, we got We thought right. that she'd be killed by Kong as well, which we were absolutely right about. Boom. So, Boom. so the circumstances weren't quite right. With that... Uh, being said, funny that, you know, the, the plot version was way shorter than the preamble, but we got 44 points off that. Wow. Impressive. Yes. And this was something that we, I don't think we were really confident in the movie. And oh, in really? fact, last week, you, I remember you said, like, we weren't really that close to the movie. But again, we'll find out what the ratio is when we cover what we got wrong, which is what I'm delving into now. So one of the first things that we said about the movie, we thought that Kong wouldn't be the same Kong from the movie Kong Skull Island. We're like, there's no way <laughs> that it's the same King Kong. It is. It so, is, yeah. in Kong Skull Island, he's still a juvenile. He's a teenage gorilla, which means that he's about in his 50s in this movie. Right. Which yeah. makes sense. Well, you know, he's he's a prehistoric creature that he can live as long as they want him to live, right? That's right. So, they live like a normal lifespan, but you, like I said, he's just in his 50s. It's not unusual for gorillas to be in their 50s. If you notice, he had a little bit of like salt and pepper in his beard. <laughs> He actually had a beard in Kong Skull Island. Like I said, he's pretty young. He's actually smaller as well Okay. in Kong Skull Island than he is in uh, this movie. Because like I said, their explanation was that he was still growing. He was still like a child in that original movie. And so, which is why he's still alive and which is why he's the same he's Kong. He's a grisly here. old Kong in this That's movie. That's right. It was a grisly situation. We have a grisly situation up here in the attic. So, we said that the skull crawlers will appear on Skull Island. They don't. We only ever see them in the Apex compound underground in Hong Kong. We also thought that Nathan would be an expert on Skull Island and, through extrapolation, Kong. He's not. He's just an expert on the Hollow Earth theory. He's pretty useless. Oh, well, actually, he's not pretty useless. He, it starts off, you think he's useless, but... He, yeah. Did you like okay. when they introduced him, by the way? When they introduced him, he had a full beard. <laughs> and then for the rest of the movie, he's clean shaven. <laughs> Do you know why that he, was? He wants to impress the, the lady scientist. What, by being smooth-shaven? Yeah. Okay. The real reason was that they were doing reshoots for the movie. Oh, and so really? they wanted to do like an introduction to Nathan rather than just having him turn up. They're like, well, let's have an introduction and actually <laughs> so explain what's beard. going on. He was filming The Stand and his character, Randall Flagg, unwatchable, by the way. Don't watch The Stand. I've talked about this before. <laughs> his character, Randall Flagg, in The Stand had a full beard. And because he couldn't shave it for, you know, that TV series... Don't know why I wasted time that TV series. Anyway, he just had to keep the beard in that scene. So inexplicably, he just has a full beard at the start of the movie and then just magically loses it. <laughs> I mean, it's not unusual for people to shave their beards, but I was just like, why does he have a full well, beard? I, I always wondered why Indiana Jones would have a clean shaven face, you know, in scene one. And then next scene he had stubble. So, you know, yeah. maybe maybe he's just ultra masculine, Kieran. Yeah, but it's the other way around. So, going from like having a beard to losing it. Yeah, to shave. Again, not unusual for people to shave. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. Originally, you said, this was you specifically, in our prediction, you said that Nathan would be in charge of transporting Kong. He is. But we ended up deciding against that. So, that was technically an element that you were right about that we ended up getting wrong. We said that we'll see Gia's tribe wiped out by skull crawlers and Gia saved by King Kong. We never actually see it, but it is something that did happen. It just They talk about it happening. You already mm -hmm. covered it in something mm -hmm. we got right. Yeah. Now, we thought that Ren Serizawa, the son of um, oh, Ken Watanabe's character, oh, would man. be a good guy working with Monarch, and he understands his father's respect towards Godzilla. Now, that's completely wrong, because not only is he a villain, he's working with Apex, and he's also looking to kill Godzilla for revenge. <laughs> What a waste of time with this character. Yes, they may as well not have had him in that. Why would you? Th 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 
that his father was the heart and soul of those movies. You bring the him previous in movies, as the yeah. son, and you do nothing with him. It's just there as a revenge mission, and he's just like a side character as well. Well, it, it didn't seem like he gave a shit about anything. No. So he was such an underdeveloped character mm. that we didn't really know his motivations. I actually had to like look into the book, the novelization of the movie, to actually find out what the hell was going on with yeah, his character. Yeah, it wasn't clear. On the movie, didn't make it clear. He was just there. He wanted to power Mechagodzilla, or he, it's, his job was to power Mechagodzilla, be the pilot. Yeah. And why he was doing that, no so one knew. So in the book, they actually have a plot line where he's actually planning to kill Walter, the head of the Apex Corporation, once he has full control of Mechagodzilla. That's not explored in the movie at no. all. Because his whole idea was that he wanted to take over Mechagodzilla and then use it for himself and become essentially like a god amongst all of the Titans. Okay. Do you like how they changed their names to Titans from Mutos in this movie? Because <laughs> I realized that Mutos was a stupid name. <laughs> now, we said that uh, Madame M would be the main villain of the movie and she'd be in charge of Apex. Now, as we already explained, she's actually working for her father, Walter, who is the real villain and who is in charge of Apex. Now, we said that Apex would be using the Orca to manipulate Godzilla into destroying cities. That's not the case at all. As we already sort of explained, it's Mechagodzilla is powered by brainwaves. brainwaves from the skull of King Ghidorah. So they use King Ghidorah's DNA to create like a psychic link between Ken Serizawa, sorry, Ren Serizawa and Mechagodzilla. Yes. Which doesn't really make sense at all. So the way they explain it is Ghidorah's heads could psychologically communicate with yeah, each psychically, other. Psychically. Psychically, yeah. yeah. Psychically communicate with each other because they're part of one body. And then somehow they used that. So they have okay. a skull. Now that I'm explaining So they have sense. a skull of Mechagodzilla inside. Sorry, they have a skull of King Ghidorah inside the Mechagodzilla yeah. machine. They, the second skull is actually the one that they use to connect. So loose. <laughs> Ren to Mechagodzilla. Yes. So there's two skulls. Don't know what happened with the third one. They're like, I guess they're like, we are. We don't need it. We don't need the third one. It's holding open somebody's door. That's the Rebel Wilson skull. uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's a that's an obscure reference to an earlier episode of ours. Um. Yes. Yeah. It's opening. It's holding open someone's door somewhere. (laughs) It's like a doorstop. But no. So they've got two skulls and they're communicating with each other. Telepathically, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just have someone drive the fucking suit. You don't need to go to all these steps and have all this extra time in the movie dedicated to explaining how it works remotely. Just have fucking Ren Serizawa up there with a control panel yeah, driving it. And, and That's I, all it needed to be. And I was like, oh, maybe they don't have him in there because, you know, he it protects him from death, but he dies anyway. Yes. So <laughs> Mechagodzilla just zaps him yeah. and he dies. So I don't I don't I don't really get why they went this way. I don't know if they were trying to make it different from I think Pacific they were backed Rip. into a corner from the, the previous movie when they introduced in the in the closing like the mid credit stinger that they had the King Ghidorah skull. So they needed to pay that off. So they needed think. to pay that yeah. off. Maybe. So that's the only reason. And like you said, they were probably trying to make it different from Pacific Rim, even though this is something that Godzilla invented. <laughs> yeah, even though Pacific Rim was play- playing homage to these movies in the that's first right, place. That's so. right. That's right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Let's move on. So we thought that Apex would plan to use Kong to fight Godzilla since he's perceived to be out of control. That's not really the case at all. All the all that Apex wants Kong for is to lead them to the center of the Hollow Earth in order to tap into their like nuclear supply down there, mm-hmm. their Wi-Fi and nuclear supply. They want to get unobtainium. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Whatever that thing is called off Avatar. Yeah, unobtainium. We said that Apex wants Kong to on purpose lose against Godzilla so they can justify <laughs> creating Mechagodzilla to the government. That's not the case at all. Or like I said before, they just actually need the Hollow Earth power supply to power Mechagodzilla. Again, remotely. Re- 
remotely. It doesn't make any sense. I like our plot that we were writing. It made more sense, yes. I think. And it was way more simpler and cleaner than what this movie was yeah, trying to push let's, out. Yeah, let's really dive into that after we cover all these points. So, we said once either Kong or Godzilla defeats the other in battle, Apex will use Mechagodzilla to kill the surviving Titan and make the world a monster-free place. That's not really the case in the movie. They just want to kill Godzilla. Mm-hmm. We said that Madison and Mark Russell would live in a tent city. <laughs> I know, I heard that. Also. They don't. They, they live in a normal house, but Mark Russell works in like a Titan relief center in where was it, Florida? And it, it helps people who have been like uh, they've lost their homes in Titan attacks. So we were close, but yeah, they didn't live there, so we weren't. Something right. we saw in the trailer that didn't. That's right. We didn't connect there. That's right. Now we thought that Madison and Josh meet Bernie Hayes in a seedy nightclub. It's actually a Chinese restaurant <laughs> or like a ramen joint in the actual movie. So yeah, no seedy nightclub this time around, unfortunately. Now we thought that Kong and his human friends, so Nathan, Gia, the other woman who does nothing in the movie, Eileen, <laughs> would be on a journey to find the island that Kong, well, Kong's kind were originally from. Now, while that's correct, we weren't correct in assuming that it was an island, but a second world hidden underground. How would we ever been able to predict that? Never, never, ever, ever would we have predicted that. Technically, it's in the trailer, but like, it's really hard to spot. Now, we thought that the King Ghidorah skull that appeared at the end of King of the Monsters wouldn't play into this movie at (laughs) all. We were very wrong there, as we've already discussed. Now, we thought that the movie would start with Godzilla destroying a city and Monarch is thrown over the coals for it. That's not correct at all. It opens with Godzilla scratching his ass. Yes. Scratching his ass, waking up, yeah. uh, doing his stretches. Taking a morning piss. No, that doesn't happen. I was waiting for it to. Oh, yeah. When he went up to the waterfall, I was like, here we go. <laughs> now, you did actually suggest that the movie would open with a focus on Kong. And I was just like, no, no, no. I'm going to start with an action scene. Well, yeah, you thought it was going to be a Godzilla movie that's first right. and then Kong would be introduced. But it was the other way around. Yes, that's right. So, Kong was very much the focus of this movie. Yeah, I think it was. Kind of to the movie's detriment, but I'll get into why I think that a little bit later. I think it has to do with the fact that Kong is the American boy. That's right. You yeah, know? that's part of it. Now, we thought that the appearance of Kong would be teased out at the start of the movie. Nope, it's the first thing we see. <laughs> now, we thought that Monarch would have a rivalry with Apex. They don't because Monarch is not a factor in this movie. We thought that Kong would fight against some skull crawlers on Skull Island. No, that never happens, as we've already discussed. We thought that Madison would steal her father's van, so Mark Russell's yes. van... It's actually Josh's brother's van. Don't know what he uses it for, but he's like really set up for all this. He's a rock star. He, he's driving to find his dad or fix his dad's curse because his dad's a pair of pants. <laughs> I like it. That's a good explanation. Now, we thought that Godzilla would be drawn to Kong with an orca machine. That's not the case at all. It's just as soon as Kong leaves Skull Island, Godzilla knows where he's at and we'll just keep pursuing him. Now, do you know the reason for this? Do you know why Godzilla just doesn't go to Skull Island and beat the shit out of Kong? No. Even though they're both like alpha titans. Is it, is it because Skull Island is Kong's domain? Is that Correct, what in it a way. Is? So what happened was uh, the Godzilla tribe, the Godzilla's people, Godzilla's uh, <laughs> ancestors, they went to war with Kong's ancestors, as we know. Godzilla's people won against the battle against Kong, and they were originally from the Hollow Earth. Both of them were originally from the Hollow Earth. As a result of the battle, Kong's people, Kong's uh, species, were uh, what's the word? They were uh, segregated. They were they were forced Sent to. They were Skull forced Island. to live in isolation on Skull Island. That's their domain, and everywhere else is Godzilla's domain. So yeah. once Kong leaves Skull Island, Godzilla is aware of it because he's always aware of his presence. If he leaves, you know, his um, isolation, then Godzilla's just like, "Fuck, you're not supposed to be here." 
I'm going to come kick your ass until you go back. Right. Okay. So that's the whole reasoning. So kind of like almost a prison for Kong. That's right. That's right. Yes. Kong was banished to Skull Island. His people were banished to Skull Island, which is why yeah, Godzilla doesn't have a problem with him being there, but he has a problem with him being anywhere else. This is not something they explain in the movie. No. Again, this is something that I had to read the novelization I, for. I, I kind of just assumed that Godzilla was going rogue at the same time Kong left Skull Island. No. That's you know not what it I mean? appears in the movie, but yeah, they do actually have a deeper explanation for it. Right. Is it important to the plot? No. <laughs> now, we thought that Mechagodzilla would be piloted by people inside his head. We've already discussed this. It's not the case at all. It would have been easier if it was the case. Yes. It would have been a much simpler storytelling device. It would have been simpler all around. But no, they decided not to do that at all. I have no idea why. Now, we said that Kong would return to Skull Island. We've discussed this already. Instead, he returns to the Hollow Earth. And we said that in an end stinger, so sort of like a mid credit stinger, the Dance Corporation would return <laughs> with plans to make Mecha King Ghidorah. That's something they could do in a sequel. It is. I don't know why they wouldn't, but yeah, it's been done before twice. Now, interestingly enough, so the Dance Corporation, in if you're remembering King of the Monsters, is run by Charles Dance's character Jonah in the novelization. Okay. Apex actually kills Jonah and his men and steals the King Ghidorah skull from them. Right. Because they're, they're a group of sort of um, terrorists. That's right. Eco-terrorists. Yeah. This is canon. Jonah and the Dance Corporation have been wiped out. They're dead. So, okay. we're not going to see them again <laughs> in any movie. Uh, and there was no post-credit scene no. at all. So, the post-credit scene was actually reincorporated into the movie itself. So, Which was? the scene where we see Kong back in the Hollow Earth was originally the post-credit oh. scene, but then they're like, oh, no, this actually works better in the movie. So, they, they removed the post-credit scene and just put it into the movie proper. And I also think they didn't have a lot of confidence in this movie. So, <laughs> after the, I guess, the failure of uh, King of the Monsters, they were like, we don't want to like build this up too much because we don't know if this movie is going to be successful. It's going to lead to anything. So, they sort of had this movie as like a, a finale. And then I guess, given that we haven't had another movie, I guess they're done with this franchise now. So, that's another reason why we didn't have like a post-credit stinger. So, not building to anything currently. It, it's so weird to have a movie without a post-credit scene at all. Like, like, yeah. I mean, it used to be the norm, but now it's not. Yeah, everyone just is trained now. So we just anytime we're in the cinemas, we're just sitting there waiting for a post credit scene. It's like, where is it? The time that it hurt the most was in the Batman, if you remember that. When we're sitting there waiting for like the Batman post credit scene and it's literally just like a question mark comes up at the end and I was just like, Yeah, good point. Question mark. Well, that, I don't know why we sat through this. Yeah, well they said there was gonna be like something post credits. Yeah. And uh and it was a question mark. <laughs> it was stupid. So that was everything we got wrong, by the way. Yes. Which led us to get a total of 26 points. Okay. Versus so, 44 points. So we, more right than wrong, but- Definitely. We doubled our, our right to wrong. It's a small points day for us, it feels yes. like. Yes. We, we didn't call a lot of things, just in general. By the I think we had the movie, but we just didn't have the details. Yes. And I think one of the reasons we didn't have the details was because- The details for the most were part, stupid. Yeah, the details were absolutely stupid and didn't make sense. There was so much- All right, let's talk about the movie itself. Okay. Matty D, we've covered everything that we got right and wrong in the movie. What were your thoughts overall on Godzilla vs. Kong? <laughs> we already teased last week that we were very excited to see this movie. Yeah. I even said, like, if the movie's going to be like this, which it was, it's going to be one of my top five movies of 2021. You did say that. If you've listened to our best and worst of 2021, it was not even in my top five. Let's discuss it, Matty D. What are your thoughts now on Godzilla vs. Kong? You've seen it twice. Yeah. Um, I, I was really excited for that movie. When it was coming out, the trailer really hyped it up for me. Yeah. And I'm going to say something that you're probably going to agree with. When the monsters are on screen, mm -hmm. 
it's a it's a lot of fun. Yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's yes. a lot of bits where it's people doing stuff, and that's always been the issue with these movies, is yes. that they waste so much time on Millie Bobby Brown running around. Oh, by the way, fantastic job, Millie Bobby Brown, in this movie. Oh, yeah? I thought yeah. she was better in Enola Holmes, to she, be honest. Yeah, I, I feel like I've in my journey through this show, I've given her a lot of shit, but- Yeah, she did a good she, job, she, but she wasn't really in the movie that much. No, but she was one of the best actors in the movie. Yeah, that's true. I suppose so. Yeah. But we had a lot more screen time with like Nathan, Gia and Eileen. Yeah. There was there was so much stuff going on in this movie. And that- Bernie uh Bernie Hayes. Yes. Uh, he had way podcaster. too much screen. I do yeah. love when a podcaster is yes. on a, is in a movie represented as a lonely crazy person, which yes. we all are. <laughs> Look, you know, it was fun. The second time I watched it, I think I liked it better. I, I could enjoy oh, yeah? it. I like the fact that they didn't take it super seriously, but there was just a lot of convoluted stuff that I kind of fall asleep at the wheel watching. Yeah. So that's my opinion of it. These movies aren't for me anyway. Everyone knows yeah, this, yeah, yeah. but it was fun. It was good. Uh, when the monsters were fighting, I was enjoying it. Did you like it better than King of the Monsters? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So would you recommend people watch it though? Yes. Okay. So maybe ahead of all of the other Godzilla movies that we have with legendary pictures, maybe not. I, I don't okay. know. Um, with these new, yeah, with the, with these new streams, I'm of saying movies. with leg- not Toho. I'm talking about legendary. Right. So I would say this movie was probably the best of these movies to come out. Yeah, the uh, MonsterVerse. This movies, yeah. and Godzilla: King of the Monsters were the two that were. Yes, that's right. I, I I can remember nothing about Skull Island, and that yeah. Godzilla movie, the first Godzilla movie, was absolute trash. So yes. if you're going to watch them, watch those two. I think Godzilla versus Kong had more going for it. Yeah, fair enough. I think I'm with you 100%. I think they finally found their, their footing with the, final them a while. <laughs> with the final installment. They finally worked out like, okay, this is what we should really focus on. But that being said, though, they made so many mistakes and missteps in this movie that I thought could have been oh, so much better. The Hollow Earth was so dumb. I hated yes. that. Yes. Didn't need to be a factor in the movie at all. No. Uh, the whole We've already explained how ridiculous the whole mechanics around Mechagodzilla and King Ghidorah are. That didn't need to be as complicated as it was. Just make it simple. It, you can have a much better time just simplifying it. Like, just do what they did in the original movies. Mechagodzilla was never like a rogue unit. It was never like an AI robot. You know, it was never powered by King Ghidorah's skull. Just make it a simple machine with people inside it piloting it. That's all we need. Yeah. It doesn't need to be as convoluted as it was in the movie. I can't stress this enough. You, you get to cut out all that exposition if you just make it yes. simple. Yes, a whole element of the movie is just completely excised. And I've got to say as well, I appreciated the the shortness of the movie. Me too. I know it was nearly two hours, but, you know, if you cut out the credits with no post-credits scene, it was about an hour 40. Mm -hmm. And so it went by really quickly. All the scenes with the people, I've got to say, were greatly improved. There was no sitting around, like, moping. Every time there was a scene with people, they were doing something. that Like, there there was, like, movement. There was action. You know, there was humor. So we definitely weren't wrong in presuming that this movie was going to be a lot more lighthearted than the previous movies. And I think that works for the most part. But like like we keep stressing, anytime the monsters aren't on screen, we do not care. There's too many characters in this movie for us to care about any one particular character. If you're going to have side characters, just make it a small group. Make it three people at most. There was a lot of characters. Don't make it 15 characters. We don't need 15 characters because we're never going to connect to any of them. And we're never going to care, especially since we're coming to see two monsters punch each other anyway. Mm-hmm. So... That was the issue with that. I think, yeah, they just had too many side characters going on and, and the focus was never on them anyway. So, How does it rank from a fan issue. perspective? From a fan perspective, uh, it's not a great Godzilla movie. Uh, Godzilla isn't in it enough. I, I don't really care for Kong. And I think Kong was the worst visual effect in the movie and they spent way too, to- <laughs> too much time yes. focusing on him. Godzilla looked pretty good. Mecha Godzilla looked pretty good. 
Kong did not look good at all. No, and I found there was points where the visual effects, and I know it's not important, but with these kind of movies, it sort of is. The visual effects were kind of bad. Yes. Yeah, they did not look good. So, interestingly enough, here you go, Manny, you're going to love this. So, my intention was to watch Godzilla vs. Kong and then re-watch King Kong vs. Godzilla, the original 1962 movie, back to back. I got five minutes into King Kong vs. Godzilla, the original movie, and I was just like, what about Mighty Joe Young? I should rewatch Mighty <laughs> Joe Young. And so I put Mighty Joe Young on instead. And I was watching and I'm like, oh my God, the special effects in this are so good. <laughs> They're so good. And it was a movie that came out in 1998. The special effects look leaps and bounds better <laughs> than anything in uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, which was uh, a $200 million movie. Yes. Special effects bonanza. And well, it- they put all their money into dancing around in the hollow earth. Yes. Uh, most of the movie was a cartoon, essentially. Most of the movie was CGI. And yeah, it yep. didn't look great, as I said. It looked like it was like, it, I feel like it was slightly better than like a Marvel movie CGI. And Marvel movies really sell themselves on CGI, but I've always said that they look a bit dodgy. They're never going to age well. This is the same with this movie. Any one of those older 60s, 70s, 80s Godzilla movies is going to age better than this one because of the over-reliance on CGI. In fact, Shin Godzilla is a much better Godzilla movie than this one. Shin Godzilla, if you're not aware, is like a modern-day remake of the original Godzilla movie. It's very well done. I'd recommend anybody who's a fan of Godzilla watch it if you haven't already. It's really disturbing, that movie. It's a frightening movie. And the special effects look really good, even though it's largely CGI. Much better than this movie. Much better than Godzilla vs. Kong. So, yeah, that's everything I thought. Um, and in fact, watch Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> What's the remake of Mighty Joe Young from 1998? <laughs> You'll get more out of it than watching Godzilla vs. Kong. Even though I didn't hate the movie, it was entertaining at times. But overall, yeah, eh, don't bother with it. Fair enough. Well, well it seems like this, uh, this experiment, this franchise, she's done. Yeah, she's I doubt, done. I doubt we'll be talking about another Godzilla or no. Kong movie anytime in the future unless they reboot it. Yeah, unless they make like another Japanese one, which we might cover. I doubt that we would cover it. Like we might. If they make it like Shin Godzilla 2, which I'd be super keen for because that movie ended on a cliffhanger and it's never been resolved. Isn't it funny, Kieran, that we were covering the start of this monster universe or whatever they were called? Not the start, the middle. The middle of it. Was it the monster universe or was it called something else? Monsterverse, yeah. Yeah. And this is kind of the end of it. (laughs) Yeah, we're done. We're closing the book on this. It's been gone for two years now. So yeah, we're, we're closing the book on the monsterverse. Please do something different. Please do something better. Go back to doing like practical effects. Why not? Why not? I know that's not what Hollywood's about, but like these movies work so much better. At least with practical the scale effects. of Kong can be consistent. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I won't say as well that the original movie is better. The original King Kong versus Godzilla is better because that movie is garbage anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> let's wrap it up for this week. So before we, you know, really put a bow on uh, Godzilla versus Kong, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Of course, we're going back to predicting the plot of an upcoming movie. And Matty D, I hope you get excited because we're actually covering a sequel to a movie that we've covered in the past on this show. We're finally getting the follow-up installment because next week we're covering what's going to happen in, well, we're going to predict what's going to happen in Scream 6. Wow. Can Matty D call the killer a second time? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Did I call the s- killer the yeah, first time? Yeah, through dumb luck. Really? Yes. Oh, cool. You haven't seen Scream 5 yet? No. Okay, wow. No, I've not. Well, you should just know that this you, is huge. You, you did uh, predict the killer. Well, fantastic. This, sort of. This has this has the hottest actor at the moment, the hottest young actor. Oh, General at the Ortega. In the way that she's everywhere, so she's going to be a bigger character in this movie oh, than she was yeah. in the previous. She one. might do a TikTok dance. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I hope so. I hope she do, does like the Wednesday Adams dance. Do a Megan dance or something. Yeah, the Wednesday Adams dance. And given that fact that everyone else is dead, I'm I'm interested to see what new actors they bring in this time. Yeah. You know, uh, Courtney Cox and, um, oh, what's the name of the main girl from the Scream movies? 
Drew Barrymore? <laughs> no, she died in the opening scene of the first <laughs> Then one. who you mean? Oh. Courtney Cox and then there's uh, David Arquette and then yeah. there's who else? The other woman. I can't remember her name. Oh, oh the main one. Yeah, the oh, main one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember her name either. Yeah, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I know who she is, but yeah, I can't remember. She just does the screen movies. Yeah, she's not coming back for this one. Right. And I'm not going to say why. No spoilers here. Well, I'm going to have to watch this original movie. Did You're going to have to. <gasps> no, well, okay, I'm going to spoil it. She didn't die, but she's just said she's not coming back for this one. Right. So it's all new actors. We're going to focus did on she... our lead characters from the previous movie, Scream 5. Did she walk away from the Scream franchise pointing at it going, it's your movie yes. now. It's your movie yeah, now. It's your it's franchise in... now. <laughs> it's, it's backed into some folding chairs. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so please join us next week when we come to talk about Scream 6. And until then. Until then. Unless our podcast gets taken down, we'll be here reporting the truth, hiding in plain sight. garbage. You should be in school. 